Welcome in to the Back and Forth Podcast. Been a while since we did a podcast edition of the show. We did a radio edition of the show on Monday, which would be yesterday for those listening. Or depending on when this gets out, it might actually be Monday, which would be two days ago. Uh, whenever you may be listening to this podcast, um, don't, don't trust me with days and numbers. It's, it's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Matt's more of a numbers guy. Oh, yeah. Big numbers guy here. Uh, but for those right. that are, That's why he's sat mad. That's why he's sat mad. That's right. Uh, but for those that he's are... the one that's crunching down the numbers of my uh, my total car right now. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a little uh, damage here. And, oh, that's going to be a little pricey <laughs> there. And, oh, oh boy. Okay. Um, yeah, we didn't... We didn't. I didn't go to... I didn't go to any of those places. The first person I called was, like, Matt. You know, you just come down here and, you know, I needed to just take a look at Matt. Within, within seconds, was able to just give me the exact exact amount so yeah that's why he's that not just in sports but anything that's right uh home auto life sports i'm I, i'm i'm the all-in-one here um but for those that are new to the show i'm your host stab matt alongside my co-host joey g and uh gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode today just because you know we got busy schedules going on lots to get to lots of sports uh, so we'll keep us nice short and simple for you guys uh, we'll start in the NBA. It'll be the only place to go to today on this episode is the NBA. We've got a couple storylines we want to touch on. One being Ben Simmons is now back in the city of Philadelphia. He has reported to the 76ers after the somewhat-ish long holdout, if you will. Uh, I don't believe has communicated much with the 76er organization, but has still nonetheless reported back to the team. And, uh, Joey, I'll start with you. Um are you surprised that Ben Simmons gave in? Yeah, and I think it's just kind of pointless on both sides. I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, for one, the city of Philadelphia has stated how they feel about Ben Simmons throughout the playoffs last year, you know, chanting, you know, F Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons sucks. Uh, then even at WWE or some wrestling event or maybe an AEW that was in Philadelphia the other night, they were chanting, you know, something completely unrelated. The 76ers basketball, they had a chant in the arena going on that Ben Simmons sucks, so... Uh, the city has stated how they feel about them, and Ben Simmons has stated how he feels about the team and you know, not talking to them or reaching out to them for the past couple of months. Rich Paul was also trying to get not only Ben Simmons, but Tyrese Maxey, who is also uh, another player that Rich Paul represents off that team. And I think it would have just been best for Philadelphia, not to trade Tyrese Maxey, but just to move on from Ben Simmons regardless of the price. Um, it's it's kind of clear that it, it's just a damaged relationship, and I think it's just kind of pointless to try and fix. And then with that, you you see how how good Tyrese Maxey is, obviously. And if not, then you position yourself at least in 2022 or 2023 to go out and get another uh, free agent point guard. I mean, I understand there may not have been a whole lot of interest for Ben Simmons, and I believe that was probably due to the asking price. But, I mean, you can't tell me that they would not have been able to trade Ben Simmons at some point and at least get something that could be considered valuable. And I think that's what the 76ers should have done. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, you had Minnesota, who I know was very interested for a long time, and I think they could have at least pried out uh, D'Angelo Russell, and I know that's what they're offering, and I think that's a real uh, win-win situation for the 76ers because, hey, you got D'Lo. Um, if if he works out really well, then that's perfect. You have a, a point guard that's not afraid to shoot three-point uh, shots or mid-range jump shots, and if he doesn't, you know, there's still going to be some type of interest in D'Angelo Russell, uh, just as there was in, in Golden State when that didn't, didn't work out too well for him. Uh, and then that's another asset you have on your roster. And I think D'Angelo in Philadelphia would have worked out. And, again, I'm just kind of spitballing potential trades they could have done. But I, I think it's pointless. And I think at some point 
Um, it's inevitable that those two parties break up, and I don't think it's a relationship that can be fixed. Uh, ben Simmons is stated he doesn't want to play there, and even the fan base really doesn't like him uh, anymore, and even he has, he has bad blood with the front office and his teammate. Um, again, just just really pointless and unnecessary, and I think Philly should have just should have just traded them or Ben Simmons should have at least continued to hold out. Um, yeah, I don't see the point in this. So I think they break up at some point. Yeah, well, to uh, to quote you from early, in the earner, uh, in earlier episode, um, who does Ben Simmons think he is? Um, I, I'm still trying to figure out who he, who he honestly thinks he is. Um, the fact that he was holding out, um, he should not have been holding out to begin with. He is, if you look at just point guards alone, I don't even know if he's in the top three. I don't. In fact, I'm almost certain he's not in the top three. I don't even know if he's in the top five. Um, he's very limited when it comes to being a point guard in this league. He cannot, as we all know, he doesn't have a jump shot. He hasn't really since he got into the league. Um, I mean, yeah, you could make the argument, oh, well, you, you see these videos of him in practice and at these different gyms and he, his shot looks good. You Anybody can shoot a decent jump shot when they're uncontested, when they're standing in one spot shooting the same shot over and over again. That's not how it actually goes in the NBA. You're dealing with contested jump shots, uh, different spots on the floor, fast pace. Ben Simmons has just proven he cannot do it on a consistent basis during the game. In fact, the only consistent thing about it is he doesn't make them. That's about the only consistent thing about Ben (laughs) Simmons' jump shot. Um, But you also look at what else is wrong with Ben Simmons. He has shown time and time again that he cannot perform well in the big game. I mean, you look at a lot of some of those games in last year's playoffs, Ben Simmons literally passed up an open layup. There was nobody in front of Ben Simmons except the basket, and he gave it away. And so that type of small stuff shows that, you know, that that's just a small tendency that, you know, Ben Simmons currently has that is, I think, hindering his game. He's a he's a decent rebounder and he's a decent facilitator of the basketball, but outside of that, I don't know what Ben Simmons does. I don't know what he actually offers to the 76ers organization, and I, I do put a little bit of blame on the 76ers. I think when the initial trade request came in, the 76ers should have been shopping offers. You're gonna even if you don't get a Ben Simmons like. Caliber, you know, caliber, if you will, type of player, or you know, a, a somewhere, someone along those lines. If nothing else, you're dealing away an expensive contract. You can turn that into either draft picks, younger assets that are going to be cheaper for you. That'll clear up a lot of cap space, so maybe you can get a decent veteran later on down the road via free agency, via trade. Um, so th- you could have a lot of options. It, it, it's very similar to like what the Texans are doing with Deshaun Watson, or did at least. When it first came out that Deshaun Watson wanted a trade, I always said Houston should have jumped on that immediately because his stock was the highest. Same thing with Ben Simmons. Now teams understand the 76ers, if they're going to put in, you know, offers or entertain offers for Ben Simmons, teams are going to understand that, uh, you know, the, the team that will be acquiring Ben Simmons has the leverage in the deal because it'll be looked at as Philly's just, they need to get rid of Ben Simmons. So they'll, they'll be willing to be more desperate. And so I think you look at it, there's, there's definitely fault on both parties, um, but I'm, I'm kind of in agreement here with Joey. I think ultimately the best outcome that could happen is both of these parties decide to mutually part ways 
And I, I think the most likely option is a trade of some sort. What that trade could look like, probably some draft picks. You might get an okay-ish role player or two. But again, like Ben Simmons' asking price, his stock, in a sense, is not very high in my opinion right now. Especially if I'm a team that's going to be acquiring Ben Simmons, I'm not willing to give up a whole bunch of decent assets. Like, for what? You know, so it's a very intricate game that you play. Yeah. Um, I, I I feel like Philly should have just went out and tried to at least get a, a, a solid shooting guard or small forward for the team. I think Tyrese Maxey has a lot of potential, and I think he can he can play that starting point guard uh, position. If they weren't able to get another point guard, he can play that starting point, that point guard position, I think, at, at some point. Uh, within his career. But moving on to another point guard within that division. Well, first, Matt, you don't have any more thoughts on Ben Simmons, do you? No, I'm good. I've, I've said what I need to about Ben Simmons. Well, now moving on to another point guard within that same division. Uh, we now go on to Kyrie Irving, who is now not allowed to practice with the Brooklyn Nets and will not be playing with the Brooklyn Nets. At least that's what the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets said um, until Kyrie Irving is fully vaccinated. And Kyrie Irving, uh, according to Shams, does not have any uh, plans or interest in becoming fully vaccinated or receiving the COVID-19 vaccine, which means he probably won't be playing at all this season uh, unless the Brooklyn front office has a change of heart. And, you know, Matt, I'll let you go ahead and uh, uh, go first. What do you think about this? Well, I've always said this probably the past year or two when it comes to Kyrie Irving. He is better suited retiring from the sport of basketball, at least for the moment. There's a big reason why. I think, honestly, if the Brooklyn Nets were to wake up tomorrow morning and tell Kyrie, look, man, you got you to gotta go, I think they would be, or I, I mean, I think uh, Kyrie Irving would be okay with that. because, And I say that because I think Kyrie Irving is focused on a lot more than just playing in the NBA and playing for the Brooklyn Nets. I think there is a lot more at the forefront of Kyrie Irving, um, especially off the court. And he's been very vocal about that, which I don't I don't fault him one bit if that is the case. But in order to be fair to his team, his, uh, you know, his uh, fellow teammates, uh, Steve Nash, his head coach, the general manager for the Brooklyn Nets and all everyone else in the organization and quite frankly, even the league for that matter. He would be better suited retiring from the NBA. He can always come back. That's the thing is people get it twisted all the time. Like, oh, a guy retired, he's, he's the season, his career's done. I'm not saying that at all. He can. Re- I'm saying he should retire at least for the moment until he feels fully ready and fully committed to come back to the NBA. And when that time comes, there will still be a team, I believe, at least one, maybe multiple, that are willing to acquire a guy like Kyrie Irving. I think we look at a, a, this situation now with the vaccine and Kyrie Irving, this is just another example. So in other words, now... You know, Kyrie Irving already can't play in any of the home games uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. And now they've taken it a step further and said, if you don't get the vaccine, you're not allowed to participate in practice, which I would also imagine means can't participate in the road games as well. And so, I I mean, I'm not sitting here trying to say, like, Kyrie Irving needs to get the vaccine. And because maybe Kyrie Irving has his own personal, you know, reasons why he does not want to get the vaccine. That's fine. That's his own opinion. But if that's the case, then right now, at least, Kyrie Irving should really strongly consider stepping away from the sport of basketball until he can get 
everything off the court, whether it be vaccines, social justice issues that he's been very vocal about, um, other different issues that are going on off the court and in Kyrie Irving's life, until he can get that all sorted away. And then when he does and he feels ready to come back, absolutely come back to the NBA. But right now, I don't believe Kyrie Irving is, is in a state of mind that is ready to play NBA basketball. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to, you know, very similar to Matt, I'm not going to bully Kyrie Irving into, into getting a vaccine. He clearly doesn't want to get But uh, a point I've made uh, several times, because we talked about this quite a few times, so I'll go back to the same point I made. Um, the same way uh, Kyrie Irving and many other athletes or people in general that uh, want, want people to respect their decision to not get the vaccine, you also need to understand that the Brooklyn Nets, the city of New York, small businesses or whatever, or big, big, whatever it may be, you also have to respect their decision to require proof of vaccination or to require proof of a negative COVID test to enter their facility. Because just as you believe that you are protecting yourself and you don't feel or you don't feel comfortable taking the vaccine, they believe that, hey, I trust this vaccine and I want to protect myself and I want to protect my employees and I want to protect my staff and I want to make sure that COVID is not uh, spreading within my workplace. And I want to make sure that if it is spreading within my workplace, that there aren't going to be any casualties and there aren't going to be anyone ending up in the hospital. And so, it, again, it goes both ways. The same way uh, Kyrie Irving uh, wants the respect, and I believe it deserves the respect of, of not wanting to get the vaccine and having a little bit of a hesitancy uh, towards it, which I understand. The Brooklyn Nets also have, you know, their beliefs and the way they want to do things the same way that Kyrie Irving wants to do those, do those, do those things. Now going on to him not being able to practice, because initially – Brooklyn, the, the Nets were identified, I believe, as a private business by the city of New York and that Kyrie Irving would be able to practice and he would be able to play in road games. And the Brooklyn Nets general manager said, well, you're not doing either until you're fully vaccinated. And I also respect that decision for the reason of it's not fair to Patty Mills or it's not fair to James Harden because James Harden is more than capable of playing the point guard position. Um, if they're playing really well, you know, like it's, well, I'll just use James Harden as an example. Uh, he's playing really well, and he's adapting to the point guard position very well, and he's the Brooklyn Nets starting point guard, and then they go on a road trip. Uh, that's not to L.A. or to the New York Knicks, or maybe there may be one other city, I think, that's requiring vaccination. Uh, then Kyrie Irving comes back in and screws up the flow a little bit because they're going to be so used to playing without Kyrie Irving. There's already 41, not 41, 44, I believe, guaranteed games because uh, there'll be one game in L.A. and then the two games on the road against the Knicks, there, and then the 41 home games at the Barclays Center. There's already 44 guaranteed games that Kyrie Irving won't be able to play. So him coming in out of the rotation is definitely going to screw up the flow of things. And second, if Patty Mills is at that starting point guard position is playing really well, or James Harden's at that starting point guard uh, position playing really well, they don't deserve to be taken out of the rotation. Because if, like I'll use, again, Patty Mills as an example here. If Patty Mills is playing really well, and you know the Nets are... I don't know, still a random record, uh, 32 and five. Like, why would you bench Patty Mills? Cause it's working so well. Why would you bench Patty Mills and make him sit on the bench for Kyrie Irving to come back in when he's only like a half, not even a half participant with, with your roster. So I, I respect, and I agree with that decision with the Brooklyn Nets and regardless of it's the vaccination or something else going on, um, those guys don't deserve to, to lose playing time and, and, uh, um, you know, hurt their statute a little bit because, you know, something going on with Kyrie and to where Kyrie's coming in and out of the rotation, if that makes sense. So uh, I, I, I respect that decision. And again, if, if once Kyrie Irving decides to become fully vaccinated or 
uh, he gets a religious exemption or anything that allows him to, to play 82 games, then sure, yeah, he deserves that starting point guard position and he deserves to be able to practice with his team and participate in games. But until then, I, I 100% agree with the Brooklyn Nets because it's not fair to his teammates uh, that are going to have to adjust uh, to having Kyrie Irving one night and not having him the next. And also to the guys that are taking a spot, if they're playing really well, then why are they going to sit on the bench if, if once Kyrie Irving comes back? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So um, that, that's a smart decision for the Brooklyn Nets. And hopefully everyone else on the roster understands it and hopefully they're able to move forward because that is a very talented team. You have Kevin Durant, who I think is the best player uh, in basketball or the best basketball player in the world in general. You have James Harden, who um, can play the one through three position. You've seen him play point guard. He can play the shooting guard position very well. This guy can give you 30 to 40 points easily on any given night. Um, and they have a great, talented young core. Uh, they have their, their new rookie had a fantastic summer league and is playing really well in the uh, the preseason right now. You have Jared Allen. I mean, actually, they don't have Jared Allen anymore. Excuse me. He's with the, <laughs> he's with the Cavaliers. Uh, but even without him, uh, they have uh, a bunch of great young talent. And you also have good veterans like like Patrick Mills as well. So I think with, with or without Kyrie, they're still a really talented team, and they can um, definitely make a run again to the Eastern Finals or uh, – potentially go to the NBA finals. So we'll, we'll see how the team adapts to it. And uh, hopefully they can, uh, I think they can play just fine without Kyrie. I think the team played a lot better with only two superstars last year, even if whether it was just Kyrie or Katie or Kyrie and James or uh, James and Katie or however it may be. I, I noticed that the team played a lot better when there's only two superstars on the floor uh, rather than three. Cause again, that's a lot of, that's a lot of talent and only one ball that you got to share and move around. So, um, I think the Nets will be just fine as long as they can uh, understand that and accept that Kyrie Irving is probably not going to play the season. I think if they can do that, then they're they're going to be a team that's probably going to be playing in the NBA Finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll definitely got to wait and see on that for sure. As I like to say about Kyrie Irving, he's like a car accident. It, it, you know it's going to be bad, but you can't stop but watch it. You know, so uh, well, I mean, he's, he's had he have that has a thing in Cleveland with LeBron. You have you know, whatever happened in Boston and that was Brooklyn. So even if they try to trade Kyrie and, um, you know, I'm not saying all this, I'm not saying every incident that's happened on every team uh, is all Kyrie's fault. But when, if Brooklyn decides to try and trade him, it's going to be very similar to Ben Simmons. Like who's, who's going to want him? Cause in three different teams in a row, things have gone wrong. And again, this is somebody who's only going to be able to play a certain amount of games, depending on what city you're in. So, is that something you want to trade multiple first-round picks and young talent for? And I think that answer is no. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch with Kyrie Irving uh, what the outcome of this is going to be uh, for him. Whether, like I said, he decides to retire, gets traded, released, whatever it may be. Um, I'm definitely interested to see what that outcome is. Uh, but as promised, this was going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. So uh, with that, we will we will leave you guys for the day. Uh, but don't worry, we'll have plenty more content coming for you later on in the week. Got some football to get to on tomorrow's episode of Back and Forth. Uh, and then, obviously, we'll have uh, probably maybe one more episode squeezed in there. Uh, but for sure, you'll get at least tomorrow's episode um, before we go back on the radio on Monday. Again, I'm your host, Stat Matt, alongside Joey G. We thank you to, for tuning in to the Back and Forth podcast. And until tomorrow, enjoy the rest of your evening, and thanks for tuning in.